Hello, everybody, and music lovers. Welcome to our review of our pick for October 2021. It is Brian Eno's Apollo that was also done with his brother, Roger Eno, and Canadian Daniel Lenoir. Strangely enough, made in Hamilton. And this is Eno's ninth studio album. It came out in 1983, and it was meant to be the accompanying soundtrack to a movie that featured footage of NASA missions to the moon. So this is a really different pick for us. And the very first ambulance one i'm actually really curious what you guys thought about this because this is way out there so i'm going to throw it to a guy with a fantastic name scott gregory yeah well i i went into this not really having listened to a lot of atmospheric music before uh it just wasn't my bag uh and any exposure that i had to it was mostly from soundtracks for science fiction movies like aliens blade runner is one that i think we've mentioned before on here and things like that and and as you said i think that's really appropriate because later i found out that it was a soundtrack to you know the apollo mission footage that they were building a documentary around yeah it was really interesting i i had it on initially while i was doing other stuff and it truly is ambient right like it'll just fade into the background of whatever you're you're doing if you let it and so uh, and I wasn't listening to it on headphones at that point. And I think you had mentioned even going in that that was a very vital thing. And the second I threw on my, my headphones, I was like, holy crap, there's like all sorts of things happening that just don't register on your ear unless you do have the headphones on. Right. And so, uh, I had to listen through a number of times and even with the headphones on, I just wasn't really initially feeling it. It didn't feel like a lot was going on it just felt like it was like for like half the time right and uh and it just wasn't catching my attention in a meaningful way i think the turning point for me was uh about halfway through after i've listened a good half dozen times that's when i start turning to wikipedia to youtube and a couple other sources right and then start trying to inform myself more on the album and i I watched a little 15 minute documentary that uh that the the enos and lenoir had done in support of the the remastering of it and they started getting into how it was composed how they chose uh you know with the astronauts they did some research and found out that most of the astronauts uh were allowed to bring music into space with them and almost all of them chose country music and that informed the way sorry darren i know i'm stealing your thunder here (laughs) but uh i'll just cross that that off sorry but you know i didn't hear it until i heard about it in that documentary and then i just i couldn't unhear it right all of a sudden all of this different styling it's like stuff clicked in my mind and and just the number of instruments and how they were transformed. That's when I started catching, I'm like, hey, this isn't just synth sounds. These are actual instruments that they've actually changed and modulated and done different things with. And, and it really started to impress me, just the craftsmanship that, that had gone into this music. I, I just saw it all of a sudden, right? And um, yeah, I once I started pulling on that thread, it just led me down into a really deep dive on the last half of this month, listening for all of those nuances on the album. And, and I'm not going to pick any favorite tracks because I don't think it's really appropriate for this kind of a- album. I think this truly is just experienced as a whole. 
and yeah, I I think it's really going to lead me to listen to more of his music, but then be like, I think I was a little bit of an atmospheric snob before. I didn't think there was a lot to it. It wasn't as busy as the other synth stuff that I liked from the 80s, where it's very much punchy and in your face. And this was very subtle. And I didn't take the time to appreciate that until this album. And now that I, I've had that taste, I think I'm going to I'm gonna try a little bit more. So this was a very impressive album for me. Very cool. You just came up with a great band name there too. Atmospheric Snobs, I think would be a fantastic. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Who would you like to throw it to, Scott? Uh, let's go to Alain. I kind of, I'm in the same boat with you, Scott. I was a bit of a quote-unquote atmospheric snob. The only people I knew who really were into ambient music were, you know, kind of eccentric sort of weird guys uh, who also happen to like other weird things. So I just kind of wrote it off as an entire genre. Um, I threw this on the first time, and I'm going to admit to uh, uh, perhaps using some magic mushrooms in the process of enjoying this album. Um, <laughs> and the reason for that is because anytime I've, uh, I've used magic mushrooms and listened to music, the experience is completely different. It's like the difference between looking at a painting of a canyon versus being in the canyon and, uh, and like touching the canyon walls to use a really terrible analogy. You just experience music differently. And so I was really curious how ambient music mixed with a mind-altering substance would hit. And I gotta say, I loved it. Um, I listened to it three times in a row, back to back, just laying on my couch with some candles. And uh, I bought this really nice uh, speaker. So I didn't use I didn't use headphones, but it's a quality speaker, so I could pick up on a lot of the the good quality layering of sounds and man it was it kind of blew my mind and prior to looking at any of the song titles or doing any of the uh, sort of basic wikipedia research i was thinking to myself how it it kind of did have like a sort of a spacey futuristic vibe and then afterwards reading through the song titles and then looking at the album art and then checking out the wikipedia and that documentary you mentioned as well, um, it, it really kind of made a lot more sense. And then, you know, going back and listening to it again of Sober Mind, it was kind of just, you know, it was whatever. It was okay, but it never, it didn't really captivate me. But I must admit, when I had taken the mushrooms and were just chilling, uh, I was really captivated by the music. And one thing they mentioned in the documentary was how ambient music isn't necessarily meant to elicit emotion, or rather it's not meant to elicit any specific imagery. So it's kind of up to the listener to put the pieces together. And I found that that was really true of my own experience, just listening to it um, and, you know, it was so evocative for me of like just futuristic, you know, space age stuff. And there were a few songs that were kind of like dark and foreboding. And I really picked up on that. And then there's other tracks that are supposed to be very um, light and optimistic and uplifting and stuff. And I don't know. It, it's just, it's a whole new world for me, I guess. I've never really 
taken a, a deep dive into ambient music anymore. And I mean, I knew who Brian Eno was, so I'm really glad uh, you picked this Scott Coates because it was it was really eye opening for sure. And I think um, I think I might be onto something here with ambient music and my choice of mind altering substance. Awesome. Cool. That's, yeah. that's a neat experience. All right. I guess uh, Darren's left here. Yeah, Alan, I, I didn't quite do the mushrooms thing, but uh, I, I, I should try that. But I did, I, I do have a similar story where I do have really good noise, noise canceling earphones. And I had those in and I'd, I'd kind of smoke some uh, Bob Marley uh, Island Sweet Skunk. Great strain of weed, but usually pretty laughy, actually, I find it. But um, I, it was just late at night and I was kind of zoning out on the couch and I started to listen to it. And I like kind of started to freak out because I, <laughs> it, the actual first few songs are a little bit scary. And uh, he did that on purpose because uh, Brian Eno basically said that when he watched the coverage as a, as a young man or child, I'm not sure how old he was at the time. I think he was in his teens uh, when the space landings happened. Uh, and he said that it was all like all the noise was the media and the hype and the news. Uh, and he just felt like that wasn't a true representation. He wanted to do the perspective of like, no, imagine what like the astronauts are thinking and imagine what it's just like to be floating in space and uh they even kind of laced it with organic sounds it sometimes there's just like like weird little sounds you're like what the hell is that like but those are the ones that are freaking me out but um it, it is really interesting in, in a way and i mean i know uh alan a while ago you picked Kraftwerk as one of the picks in here and they were one of the pioneers of i guess electronic music in general but uh they are often considered a little bit atmospheric at times because they do these compositions rather than short songs a lot of their stuff is longer and along comes eno and i mean he was the keyboardist from roxy music is where he came from just so people know that and uh at the same time, too, and you mentioned, uh, Scott Gregory mentioned this about the, all the astronauts got to take one cassette, which is funny, and they were all country cassettes. And uh, again, they mentioned that it was kind of representative of frontier music. Uh, but then Daniel Lanois, who played on it, he right away broke out his kind of uh, slide lap guitar, what do they call steel guitar? What steel, what is that called? Yeah, I'm, I'm all over. You know what I mean. And, uh, and then really laced that with the sounds. And, and you mentioned too about how they really modulated the tempo. And in that same documentary, he picked up this like little tiny device. Uh, and, and that device is almost like if you remember the old Casio or Bon Tempe, like cheap, cheap, uh, keyboards you would get at probably Kmart or Radio Shack and that would just do like the merengue beat. And it was something like that. It sounded that cheesy, but they just took a, a, a real kind of weird beat and just super slowed it down. And that was the basis. I, I can't remember which song exactly, but it is interesting because back then it's like not like now where all this technology computers, like we could recreate this in 10 minutes, but here they were back in the early 80s um, and this was I think recorded 81 82 uh, collaborating on this thing and these sounds before that had never really been heard in that way I mean if you think maybe classical music would be a precursor where it's compositions and they're really trying to evoke that visual uh, musical sense where you're kind of you can imagine Swan Lake you can imagine Peter and the Wolf and things like that in classical music uh, I really feel uh, Eno and Lanois and his brother like nailed it in this one uh it, it was really interesting it was scary at times disturbing i love getting massages i'm not gonna lie and so i've experienced a lot of that kind of music and i like kind of some atmospheric <laughs> music not that kind of massage hey i'm not in thailand over there mr coates um but anyway uh 
you know, I, and I usually look more like chill beats and stuff now, but I appreciate that this was really one of the first times that somebody had really did this besides just outright soundtracks actually tried to compose an album out of it. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, again, I, I think it was really interesting for me, scary at times, but then there's some really cool songs that I think most people will look at and hear about this album and be like, Brian, you know, Apollo, and they have no idea. But when they hear those two or three songs that have been in several movies, you'd be like, oh yeah, I know that. That's the scene from Trainspotting or whatever it is, uh, you know? So anyway, I just thought it was super interesting and I, I thought it was a really clever pick, Scott. So uh, kudos to that. Well, let's let's throw it back to you and then we'll come back for our scores. Yeah, thanks guys. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the experience. I don't remember when I stumbled upon this. It was a couple of years ago and my first exposure to kind of, I used to listen to a lot of chill mixes that I'd buy on the streets of Bangkok like 15 years ago that were more lounge and groovy. And then before I went to Tibet, like a dozen years ago, someone recommended Phil Thornton. And I think it was called Tibetan Horns or something like that. And I'd put that on and just zone out. If you want one Allen for mushrooms, Phil Thornton, Tibetan Horns, put that one on and you'll be transported. But then I got listening to this more. And, and you know, Darren just two days ago before recording this sent us that little 15 minute documentary on YouTube that Scott Gregory mentioned. And it, even though I was very familiar with this album, it brought a lot more context to it. And I have a tough time figuring out how people make this kind of thing. Just like I have friends that are painters and I don't draw and I'll watch them paint, but nothing about it com computes in my brain. I can't imagine myself doing it. I don't know where they start to figure out how to do that. And it's the same with this kind of album. But I think the opening and ending, like Under Stars, such a, such a mood and, and pace right at the beginning, that bass, doo -doo 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 -doo, it just kind of sends chills down my spine. Um, it really is a package, as Scott Gregory, I think, mentioned. Like, this is one that should be listened to the whole way through. And Secrecy, or Secrecy Place and Mata, you know, they're more scene music. But then, as Darren mentioned, things like Deep Blue, people are going to recognize in an ending, and they're atmospheric. But I find it interesting, those are almost singles in their own right. Like, I can listen to either of those songs on their own. After watching the documentary, the steel guitar twang really came through on Silver Morning and Signals. Like I could imagine that being something you would send to aliens or try and establish communications with them. Um, I could almost imagine ending playing in a cathedral. And uh, there is actually um, an ending. Somebody's made like a one hour loop of that on YouTube, which is kind of trippy to put on sometime if you're working and just have that go for an hour in the back. And then songs like Under Scars, it, you know, it almost scared me and you know drift almost puts a tear in my eyes so in a weird way i'm gonna say i think this is a damn near a perfect album for this type of album because it's great as an entire package there are a couple songs that could be you know quote unquote singles it evokes emotions and now you know that i know it was part of a soundtrack for this space footage yeah it fits it perfectly so yeah, it really kind of tripped me out, even though I've known it for years. I think it's really complex, really cool. And it's neat that it was made in Hamilton. And, uh, you know, a Canadian was involved in it as well. So why don't we get to the ratings and go back to the start? I think we started with uh, Scott Gregory. Where do you put this on rating-wise? Yeah, so for Influenced, um, like, looking back in time, it wasn't really an influence for me. But going forward i kind of judge is it is it something that's influenced mm. me in the past is it something that's influenced people that have influenced me in the past or is it something that's drawing me forward in the future right and that's what i'm going to judge it on this one is that i've definitely got this new appreciation for trying to peel back the layers 
uh, of this type of music. And I think I'm going to probably go on a bit of a dive for this. I've already looked up a couple more albums, and I think I'm going to keep doing that. So Influenced for me is going to be a four in the, the going forward category here. Uh, would I recommend? I'm going to put a 4.5. Uh, and the only reason it loses a little bit is because I think this is music you have to invest time and energy in to be able to to really like, at least for me, that someone might be able to just put it on and then just not think about it. But I think it's an injustice to the music if that's how you listen to this, right? So, so almost perfect for what I recommend, except for please put in the work if you're you're going to do it right like put on some headphones sit there listen to it really try to pick out the nuances because that's where the deep value in this i think is and, and overall I'll, I'll round those two up and be at a 4.5 i really love this pick uh once i started putting in that work and really listening to it and and getting past my own preconceived biases of the genre and giving it a solid chance I thought it was great. I thought it was a, a perfect pick for what was an otherwise stressful month. Uh, very well timed. Sorry, if you do listen to another one, music for airports is good. And uh, follow Alan or Darren's lead. Either uh, get some cannabis or some mushrooms going there. I know that's not your bag, but discover a whole uh, new world. I'm so straight laced. This might be it. This will be it. I'm either going to watch Aladdin or do drugs. Why not watch Aladdin and do drugs? Aww. All right, Alan. <laughs> You'd probably like it more. <laughs> All right. Overall opinion, I'm giving it a four and a half out of five, which, you know, if you'd asked me when you announced this album to review, if I would be giving it such high grades, I, I would be surprised. But yeah, this whole album surprised me in a good way. So four and a half out of five for my overall opinion. Um, I like what Scott did there with, uh, with the asterisks on would he recommend. I'm giving it a four out of five with the asterisk that yes, you should listen with intent in order to pick up on everything. And you should also listen with, you know, either headphones or some half decent audio gear. Cause there's a lot going on. There's a lot of layers. It's, it's a very complex sound. Uh, and then influence my taste. Again, with an asterisk, I would give this five out of five on mushrooms. Um, <laughs> or or your mind-authoring substance of choice. Uh, if you're of sound, sober mind, I would say it's probably a four out of five. Again, if you listen with intent. That's awesome. I'll jump in. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we're all very close here, actually. And Scott, I agree. A very interesting pick. Um, and one I never would have in a million years thought of. And when I, I, when I first listened to it, I wasn't sure. And it was, it's a bit creepy, but... Um, I think especially when you combine it about the story and the space and how it was put to all this footage, like I'm like, wow, it was genius. Um, anyway, uh, for influence, uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a four there. I think same thing, same reasoning, really. I think the only reason I'm knocking a probably a uh, half point off where I just think there's certain audience that was just like, will not ever care about this kind of music. So you're just not going to like it. Uh, and then just that, you, you know, I, I don't know. It was just not quite perfect for me there so i think uh, uh i just give it a four i uh, recommend same thing for or did i just no I, I did influence i'm reversing god damn it bob marley and your cannabis um yeah so again rec uh, recommend for influence for uh for me there and yeah coming in overall at a four because it's just it's a solid good album definitely worth listening to um even if you're not sure about it put it on the background and you know think about space and drift away cool wow those are some pretty high scores and i'm gonna just top it out in that 
I was at first not going to give fives. And then I thought, well, what would it need to be to be a five to me? And um, on influence, I'm giving it a five because, you know, I, I, I was exposed to this years ago. I've listened to lots of um, kind of atmospheric stuff. And since this pick, I've searched out, you know, best atmospheric albums, started to listen to some other ones. Recommend, I give it a five as well, because I think if anyone wants to begin to understand ambient music, Eno is the is the sort of zero, zero year on, on ambient music. And this is a great one. And overall, a five. I just, I, I can't think of what could be better on this one. So a wee bit biased, but I give it fives all around. So, wow, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you all sort of enjoyed it or got a lot out of it. And it's neat that at the start, some of you didn't really dig it at, at all. And, and then you kind of came around and it, yeah, you, you appreciate it for what it is. So neat. So thanks, everyone. We hope everyone listening enjoys this pick. And who is picking for November? That would be me. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, check out what our pick for November 2021 is and uh, enjoy the music. Mm-hmm.